And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. You told me via text that you were going to be turning into some ooze for a few weeks. Uh, has oh. the oozing started? Are you oozing? No, 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 not, not, no, no, uh, no, not, not yet. I'm, uh, so I'm going to have a little, a little bit of, of, uh, uh, of, extra time i guess a little bit extra time uh-huh. but but you know i still i've still got stuff going on like i still got meetings and uh for some reason like i've got like students continuing to want to meet with me despite the fact that i am no longer the person who is actively teaching them and also the, the number of students DC, uh, tell you tell me about. Okay, I'll tell you. I okay, so I am the instructor of the course, right? And this other person, they're they're not enough, they're not like instructor of record, but they're coming in, and clearly they're they're an equal, right? Sure. I mean, they are um, also a professor at the institution, and um, I, you know, I, I just think it's strange that. Like, are we not going to talk about this? <laughs> are we just going to let this what, what go? What do you mean? You and I, I are in a room about. filled with balloons, and we're it's just gonna, we're just going to let it happen. Okay. Uh, Doc has enabled something called Together Mode. We were on like a a stone, you know, set of bleachers or something. Now we're in a balloon. Oh, and now there's balloons. This is what happens when Doc has extra time. He puts us in a balloon pit. There's balloons going on on the screen. Uh, um, but yeah, so so I, I've actually so like I've had um, what? Wait, this is uh, hang. Okay, so so like I'm not I'm not going to be giving lectures for the next uh, two weeks, and there then there's a break, and then there's another week that I'm not going to be giving lectures for. And like students want to know, is this other guy going to? record and post his lectures right yeah wouldn't wouldn't you assuming that you had the contact information wouldn't you ask that person if they were going to do that no no because like you said you're the teacher of record so i guess so but like i don't actually this person have a comes say in, but is this person grading them or is this are oh, you yeah. going to be doing the grading that i mean they're I'm they're making the assessments and doing the grading for the work related to uh the content on which they are lecturing. I don't know, man. I just think it's strange that people ask me because like they I get the email and I'm just like, I don't know, you should probably ask him. Like, you have his email address, I've provided it to you. Why don't you reach on out? I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. But you, but so you, but so you think it's not strange. You, 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 you understand that they would reach out to me then. When we talked about this last week, I thought it was strange that somebody would be coming in and taking over. You know, it's not like you have a family emergency. It's not, you know, when we, when I was in 
It's uh, slightly abnormal, but this kind of thing does yeah. happen from time to time. When I was in the, uh, you know, the school of education at that university that I went to, um, there was a moment where we had a different teacher for our science education because the, the teacher of record um, was going to adopt a baby in Russia and needed to leave. And so uh, we clearly had to, you know, have a different teacher for a little while. Um so yeah, I don't know. It seems a little I would imagine that they're going to bother you cuz you're the person they assume is doing the grading. Um I mean, I've told them that I'm not. I know, but, but they're still going to bother you in the hopes that you bother the other person for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the person that that they know, so Yeah. I guess. But it is weird. I will tell you that. It is a little it is a little strange. We're on an airplane now. I figured out how to change the scene myself. <clears throat> We're on an airplane. Doc keeps putting penguins up. There were some beers. It's a very weird episode here. Uh, and now the balloons are back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to turn to a little bit of ooze, but I haven't had a chance to ooze yet. Well, we Today had some was... snow. You were out. You were out shoveling snow. I was out shoveling snow. snow and I came back in and I still had all my office hours um, all of, and I had a meeting with someone else that got postponed but then I had this other meeting it was a busy day I don't know like all my time gets gets caught up with meeting what with you, students what do you and, meet about mostly people saying hi uh, I'm trying really hard and I'm not doing as well as I would like. What should I do? So that's the kind of thing you're meeting about. It's not that, you know, you're not meeting with like other faculty members or things like that. It's well, the majority of my time is with students, office hours and the like. And that's mostly the students that seek me out are the ones at the moment who aren't doing very well. And it's funny because like back in my day, I'm an old man now. Like, I don't know, man, I got I got my exam grade and I just was like, yeah, OK, like that's yep, that's what I earned. And that was it, you know, and students these days, I guess, have been taught to advocate for themselves, um, which is which is a good thing overall. I mean, I'm not it, I'm not is this is this advocating for themselves? Yeah, that's the thing is I'm not sure if it really is coming to somebody and being like. Like, I don't, I feel like my grade isn't reflecting my effort. Like, like I, okay, I appreciate that. And I can understand that must be frustrating, but you have to understand you're not being graded on effort. You're being graded on your assessed mastery of this content material. So I can give you some study tips, but it's kind of like a, I'm kind of I feel like a broken record to some degree because I gave you these study tips on the first day. I don't I don't have any new tips to share with you. I mean, I will ask, you know, I know, and you know, I, I try to make it interactive because I do care about their performance and I want them to do better if they can. So I, you know, I ask them, well, what is your studying looking like? And they'll tell me. And you know, some people have obvious things where it's like, oh yeah, you should definitely add this. You should try doing this. I mean. I don't know. And I tell them this. I don't know this is going to work for you. I'm not an expert on studying. And 
at this stage in your education, I imagine you know better than me what works for you. But, you know, from my perspective, these are the things that worked for me that were the best return on investment of time. Um, so you might you might try it out. And I do direct them to other resources at the university, an office that does coaching sessions that if there were anyone on campus that maybe would be qualified to be called a uh, expert in studying, I guess it would probably would be representatives from that office. Um, so, you know, I, I try to give them other information about how else they might be able to pursue other resources that might be helpful to them. But yeah, I mean, there's only so much I, I can do, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's it. You know, I was having this conversation with my wife. Um, you know, uh, I suppose this doesn't need to be my piece of positivity. Have you read the book, the subtle art of not giving a fuck? No. Um, my wife is reading it, uh, cause it's on that Kindle unlimited. Um, I went to a website, I believe we've talked about and downloaded a PDF of it. So we're both sort of flipping through it. Um, and it's this idea, you know, that you would think from the title that the idea is basically just stop caring, you know, embrace your nihilism or what have you. Um, mm. but, re but really, uh, it's more of a, you know, there, the act of choosing to care and you have to be specific. What is worth caring about and what is not, you know, happiness does not come from, um, the elimination of problems. Happiness comes from solving problems. <clears throat> and now the chapter that I'm on now seems to be talking about, you know, the birth of the self-esteem movement in the seventies and how, you know, young people today, or perhaps more than that, just people today, um, have this sense of self-entitlement. Like, you know, they're, we're all special. We're all unique little snowflakes. And so we should, you should get that good grade in class just because you studied hard, ignoring the fact that you might not still have mastered the material, but I put the work in. And why am I not getting rewarded for my work? Where's my trophy for having done the work regardless of my performance? And like the the thing that I I like I've had conversations with some of our mutual friends about this stuff, other people who were school teachers or are school teachers or you know like I just I I feel like there's been a lot of changes to the K through twelve system. Mm -hmm. I'm probably looking more towards the the high school level, um, but. I feel like there's been a lot of shifts in policy that have encouraged students to think this way. I think a lot of policies now are rewarding effort, even when the student is not um, mastering the material. And yeah. so it's a, it's a learned behavior. I understand where it's coming from. It's not coming out of the blue. This is something that they are being reinforced. Um, but that's, not really how it works at the higher education level. At least that's not how I have set up my course. I, I, I've, I've sort of started paying attention to what other people are doing. And I will say I'm seeing some of that stuff creep in to introductory level courses at even the university level. I am seeing people who say, oh yeah, you can 
you can redo all of the quiz or test questions you got wrong, and I'll give you back uh, 50% of the points. Um, I don't think that's... I mean, for an introductory level course, I mean, oh, oh okay, maybe. Um, but I, I just, I still don't, I don't, I don't think it's appropriate. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it's a creep that, that is lowering expectations, lowering rigor. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just, it's probably more equitable in some ways, but I just don't know if that's, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that it's like, I suppose it's situation specific. You know, I teach young children. Um, I want them to understand the material, but I also do also want them to feel good about themselves. And I also don't grade like in the same way that, you know, they don't ever, unless they're the, one of the three families that have even looked at a report card this year. Um, you know, I don't think they, they or their families particularly care, but the young grade I teach, they shouldn't, they shouldn't. Um, It's the, you know, it's when you go to the doctor, do you want to see a degree from an an instant, a high level institution, or do you want what essentially comes out to a, a participation trophy? I, you know, this person went to med school. They didn't do particularly well, but they went there. There are certain career paths in which rigor is required. And the, the course that you're teaching seems to be, I know we've talked about the idea that it's a gateway course, but that seems to be a course where uh, actual knowledge of the material is important. You're not taking fundamentals of nutrition. This isn't classical mythology. Those courses, not as relevant. Those are gen, uh, general ed courses, both of which I took, one of which I did well in, the other was fundamentals of nutrition. Um, you know, the course you're teaching, they should do well. And if they, you know, and that's a hard conversation to have with somebody to be like, maybe you're just not cut out for this. Not a conversation but, I'm going to have with anybody. But but some of them might not be cut out for this. 100%. Yep. How so, are those trees? We're in a Minecraft background now. How are those trees standing? Oh, um. I don't see the background anymore. I'm back to the regular view. Oh, no. I've got the Minecraft background. Let me flip back to together view. There it is. How many hours hours in your life have been spent playing Minecraft? Hmm. I don't know. A number. A number. Um, A number. Not a particularly high number. A fairly large number. I don't know. Let's say maybe 100 hours. Okay. Not a huge amount, but a significant Compared amount. to the amount you played like Diablo 3 or 2 or whatever. Diablo 3 I didn't play very much. I ended up falling off that pretty quick. But yeah, I played a lot of Diablo 2. Are you drinking wine right now? No, this is a cherry pie spiked smoothie. It's basically just a sour. Um, it's not a beer. It's, 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 it's an alcoholic drink, but it, it's gluten free. I don't know exactly what you would call it. I guess it's a sour of some sort, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, there's this company near us that makes a bunch of these. Spike Smoothies is the name of the brand. I think we've talked about it on the show before. Um, the, and this is the cherry pie one. I just, working through 
I had a number of different flavors in the fridge and I said, I better actually start drinking these and get through them. That's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. DC. Well, you got a fancy glass. So that was why I, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I tend to drink it. the beers out of those. I got it at some brewery somewhere at some point. I don't know if it, I, it, 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 it helps it breathe. Uh, uh, stuff. I don't okay. know. All right. Got to have enough. a glass of some sort. Um, not this one. Yeah, it's, you know, I'll be interested to see uh, as you report back over these next weeks. I assume there's going to be a week where you're away. Yeah. All right. So we'll figure that out. Um, but we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, even that week, I think we could probably record on a Thursday if you're around. Yeah. I, that yeah. should be fine. But. There's going to be a week coming up in April in which I'm going to be gone that entire week. So we'll. We'll adjust as, and everyone understands that we we got a vacation at some point. Uh, but I'll be interested at, during these weeks where you are supposedly not working as much. I'll be interested to see how much the, your students keep trying to drag you into. I got a sixty on this guy's quiz, and I normally get eighties on your quiz. So I would like a seventy-five, please. That's what I, I guarantee you. I'm going to have people talking about that, and I know. Whatever I saw on on the uh, there's this hyper local um, social media app. I don't know if you've heard of Yik Yak. Uh, I did. I know that Yik Yak is a, th- a thing. I thought originally it was a joke, but apparently it's you know, it's a thing. The thing. It's a thing. Hyperlocal, basically, it shows you posts from within like a five mile radius of where you are. Um, and so I'm close enough to um, where I, I work that I am able to see posts in that network. And uh, on the day of the last quiz, which was, was Monday, uh, there was a post where it was the middle finger emoji and my name after it. And I took wow. a screenshot and I was just like, yeah, I've made it. <laughs> are, middle are finger going, doc manson can you can you see are these anonymous posts or can yeah you see they're they're anonymous there? they're anonymous yeah it's just it's funny to me because i don't know if we talked about this last week but i i have this general feeling that the student sentiment this semester is the class is far too difficult and i just think it's a funny juxtaposition from last semester where everybody was like oh god it's so easy and blah 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 um i think you know, last semester, those students were expecting the other professor, which had a reputation. I came in, did my thing. They interpreted that as being easier than the alternative. Word got round that my class is easy. And this semester, people came in expecting it to be easy, but it's still a difficult course. I don't care who you are. Um, And so I think that's that different in expectations, which has, which has resulted in this, this atmosphere, but it is what it is. How is my rates your not- professor scores are going to be much, much lower after this semester? How is Yik Yak not just a hub of cyberbullying? It basically is. It's it's basically people saying, I am horny. Does anybody want to put their mouth on my genitals right now? It's I am going to go drink tonight. Who else is going to go drink tonight? It's unsubstantiated rumors of, I heard that our mascot died. How sad. And people just spam that over and over. It's just, it's like, 
it's odd. It's not it's not like any sort of real conversations going on. It's really just people spamming subject lines of an email and they just sort of scroll by. Like that's Yeah. It's not it's not very informative, but I know. Googled it and then they were like, Oh, you have to download it on your phone. And I was like, No, I think I think I'm I don't think I'm a yik yacker. Nah. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's for me. What I am though, Doc is I'm a hypothetical man, and I have here the book or the box of hypotheticals. Uh, I have shuffled them. I would like a number between one and ten, please. I'd like you know. Or do you want me to pick two and you can choose one of the two based on just the title? Or would you like to pick a random number? I want you involved in the selection process here. Okay, I'll pick. I'll pick a number. Um. Seven. Yep. The title of our hypothetical for today that you Mm. selected The Nude Acquaintance. All right. Let's begin. Let's let's delve into this. Think of a specific friend of yours. I'm looking not at one right your, now. Not your best friend, but someone who is A, more than an acquaintance, and B, physically attractive. Oh, we're both so, thinking about GQ. So I was going to say, that's who I imagine. <laughs> one day, while trolling the internet, you accidentally come across three nude photographs of this person reclined on a sofa bed. The pictures were clearly taken several years ago, and it's unclear if the photos were casually posed or taken without the subject's knowledge. Your friend looks comfortable, but he or she is never looking directly into the lens of the camera. The pictures are not labeled, and your friend's name is not listed anywhere on the site, but you're certain that this is GQ. <laughs> what do you do with this information? Do you tell anyone? I definitely tell my wife because she would want to see those nudes. Um, that's probably about as far as it goes. Can- this is a weird thing for me to say. Okay. Can a middle-aged man look good naked? Absolutely. You just need a little confidence. And a, a manscaped thing. Did you ever respond to that person that wanted to host with or advertise with our podcast? No. No, I did didn't. Not. No. Oh, no, I didn't. Man. We're, past, we're missing up a gold mine here. Something tells me that we're not, but. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so, you know, if I'm thinking of, yeah, you know, it's, it's much easier for me to answer this question if it's also a male. Um, if it's tall guy, I burn my eyes out. Yep. That's the, I think that's, the, uh, that's the move. Yep. I love you, tall guy. If you ever listen, I do love you, but I don't need to ever see you naked. Uh, if it's GQ, GQ on the other hand, <laughs> if it's, if it's Kurt Russell. Um, I don't tell my wife. 
Oh, I definitely, um, I definitely tell my wife. I, I think I do. You know, we confronted a mutual friend, Brian, uh, when we discovered that he uh, had a DUI that he didn't tell us about. Um, we, we asked him about that just in case he needed help. Turned out, well, uh, we heard the story. Um, I think I tell GQ. I think I, you know, I, I let him know that this is out there and he should probably look into getting it taken down. Um, I, of course, copy oh. the pictures, blow them up he, poster size. Of course, yeah. Put I them mean, all so, over. I don't know. So it's difficult, right? Because on the one hand, if these are perfectly consensual photographs that exist with his knowledge, I am not judging him. And I don't necessarily think that it needs to be addressed. It's, so the context here matters. Is is this a is this a dating profile site where clearly that they are trying to attract a mate of some sort? Like, um, in that case, I, I might just it might not need to ever be addressed, right? If it's if it's linked to a profile that actually seems to be theirs. Although, again, I guess in the hypothetical, it says the name is, does not appear. So maybe that's not the case. Um, yeah, no, but I, I get what it's you're not saying. That I'm trying to avoid an awkward conversation. It's just I, I would try to go through my mind and say, well, is there a possibility that these aren't malicious? And this is something that they intended to engage in? Because if so, who am I to, to even begin yeah. to comment or judge <clears throat> on that? Well, that's a, that's a different thing. You know, imagine you find a video online. Not that either of us would go looking for videos, but if you found a video online and you were like, that's GQ and, you know, that then it's a different thing altogether because, you know, that is, well, again, you have to assume that was made with consent. Um, yeah, I think I mention it and, you know, yes, it's going to be an awkward conversation, um, but God forbid the internet was ever subjected to this. <laughs> the uh, internet would break. It wouldn't know what to do with all that sexiness. Thank you. Uh, you would. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would hope that somebody would tell me if they stumbled upon it. Um, I don't understand the purpose of nude pictures, especially on a guy. Female form is lovely, but. Well, you're not, you're not attracted to the male form. I, I think a, a nice a nice boudoir photo shoot could go either way and might make a thoughtful gift uh, f- for either for any gender oh. partner. Oh, if if you're you know you want a George Constanza and be in your boxers oh, on yeah. a bearskin rug, that's a whole different thing. Seduction is forever, sir. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Are we still only doing one an episode, or do you want to break into another one? I'm happy to to pontificate. Upon number four as well. All right. My picture keeps sh- growing and shrinking. Like I like zoom in a little. I don't know. I see right, that. Let's yeah. See. Uh, this one is titled the unknown companion. Oh God. It's long at the age of 30. You suffer a blow to the skull. Well, let's let's change this because uh, at the age of forty, 
you suffer a blow to the skull since we are now. That's next um, month. Yeah. Like oh, no. Six, six, eight weeks away. The head trauma leaves you with a rare form of partial amnesia. Though you are otherwise fine, you're completely missing five years from your life. You have no memory of anything that happened between the ages of 23 and 28. That period of your life is completely gone. You were told by friends and family that when you were 25, you supposedly became close friends with someone you met on the street. You possess numerous photos of you and this person, and everyone in your life insists that this individual was your best friend for more than two years. You were allegedly inseparable. In fact, you find several old letters and emails from this person that vaguely indicate that you may have even shared a brief romantic relationship. But something happened between you and this individual when you were 27, and the friendship abruptly ended. And apparently, you never told anyone what caused this schism, though it remains a mystery to all. The friend moved away soon after the incident, wholly disappearing from your day-to-day life. But you have no memory of any of them. Within the context of your own mind, this person never even existed. There is tangible proof that you deeply loved this friend, but whenever you look at their photograph, all you see is a stranger. Six weeks after the accident. So we've had the accident. Now, we now no longer remember. And six weeks after that partial amnesia, you are informed that this person, the unknown companion, has suddenly died. The question is, how sad do you feel? We picked very strange uh, hypotheticals today. I don't, I don't think you feel particularly sad. Like... Like, I don't like intellectually, you can say that this was a close person and have an understanding of that. But if you have mm-hmm. no memories of it, I'm assuming yeah. that you have no emotions tied to anything because you have no memories mm-hmm. that you're no. attached to. So I don't know that you would be any more attached to the idea of this person than some random person on the street. Although I guess people do get attached to celebrities and things, right? It's kind of like you had. Like, because everybody now, as you've had your accident, everybody tells you over the course of the six week period, you love this person. They're fantastic. You hear, I'm assuming you're hearing about it nonstop. Kind of like you, you, you fell down the rabbit hole and you're way into Pedro Pascal and he's all over your social media feed. And, and, and so you maybe you maybe you're creating an emotional attachment that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that's me, though. Like, I don't think I would I don't think I would become attached to someone if this was exposed to me. Although I can, I, can, I can imagine an individual that would become attached, I guess, through that. Yeah, um, we, you know, we've all known the people who, like, you know, their, their bedrooms in their teenage years are covered with posters of a celebrity or a musical group or whomever. Um, and, you know, they, they seem to have more a, a more than is healthy relationship with person that they've never met i think you're sad because you've lost five years of your life um, right, but i don't think you're sad because this person died no i think it's just it's it again goes back to the just i think the sadness comes from 
you've lost five years of your life. And whether or not this person is was close to you or whether, you know, you know, five years is a perfect, like I was in college for five years. There are people I was very close to for those five years that I have not spoken to in years. There are probably people I was particularly close to whom I not, might not have spoken to uh, since college ended. Yeah, I mean, and, like, realistically speaking, like, I have some people in my life that I probably had, like, you know, a strong relationship with over the course of, say, five years or so, but they have essentially completely disappeared from my life since then. If yeah. I were to have heard that this person died, I don't I don't know if I would be affected or not. Like, they've and, been and, out of my life for so long. Like, and you, I still don't know those- and you still remember these people. And those, and yes, that's exactly my point. Like, this is a person I do remember. So yeah. I, I, I don't let's, know. You know, I know that the narcissist sent an email, and I'm not going to presume that the narcissist dies because I would, I would be sad about that. But name any of the people we were in improv with. Sure. Uh, we, we, you know, not Max. <laughs> it's a different case. Um, uh, but you know, a lot there's of those. Only, pe- there's, there's only a couple of people that I, I think I would feel anything for, and some of them it would be joy, it would be dancing on grave enthusiasm. But that's, that's we might be the wrong. We might be the wrong two people to answer this question. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, uh, you know, uh, so okay. Um, there's Matt, who we talked about, um, or you know, Matt? the guy who did the news. Oh, that guy. Segments. Is this because there was a different Matt too who. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, but again, I, 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 it's hard to name actual people and imagine that they passed away. That doesn't seem great. But, you know, there are people we were close to. There are people who were, uh, you know, at our, at my wedding, who I probably have not seen since either my wedding or since their wedding. If they died, would I be sad? Sure. You don't want that. You would feel for the family. Well, that's the same as being sad, though. How sad would I feel? And again, the the element to this question is you don't remember the person. Right. And I think that's the crux to this to me. I don't think you would feel that sad at all. Like, if you really don't remember them, what is the basis of the emotional reaction? Yeah. Maybe I'm just too logical, but... What am I going to do? Go to the funeral. I would assume their family knows me. And plus, there was a break. It's not that we drifted apart, you know. Um, and you don't know because nobody that you talk to knows. That's true. Like, what if her family or their family knows and you yeah. show up at the funeral? And they're like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? That's and then exactly they, they burn it. an effigy of you. You don't know. Yeah, that's exactly it. it like, you don't know the the... You know, you don't know the the cause. So I, I don't think you feel sad. I think you you mourn the five years that you've lost. 23 to 28, like, those are for both of us. Core, I got married at 28. So I would have difficulty maintaining, like, my livelihood without those years. <laughs> but, like, That's otherwise, true. well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, interesting, interesting. You know, slightly darker turn. I'm sure there's funnier one but i also don't i don't know this was pretty hilarious um are you excited about the new uh women's tag team champions this is the first time hearing about it dc so give me a little more information and i'll i'll, I'll let you know 
how excited well, you know, I am. You know who the previous tag team champions Of course, of course. I know very well who the previous women tag team champions were. And I think you should probably remind the audience just in case they don't remember. But you go ahead. You go ahead and remind them. Oh, I mean, it was um, it was Natalia teaming up with um, Liv Morgan, clearly. No, it was damage control. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, or Io Sky, as she is known as. Now. All right. Um, Bailey's buddies. Uh, they were the t- women's Bailey's tag team Bailey's bosom champions. buddies? Uh, they're 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 a happy trio. Uh, they lost the belts Monday on Raw to the team of Becky Lynch and Lita. Okay. Uh, thanks to some interference from one Trish Stratus, or who I, I think she actually just came out to stop Bailey from interfering. Um, yeah, Becky and Lita are your new women's tag champion. So I'm assuming. As we get to the wrestle in the mania, um, I assume we're going to get a, a six woman match with Trish, Lita, and Becky versus uh, Damage Control. But I suppose I don't know. Did 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 they need to be champions for that story to happen? Oh, um, I'm, I'm judging something I know nothing about. I'm sure. It's, no, no, I'm sure it's. They didn't. Well, so here's the thing. So this is the actual issue that that warrants. I want your opinion on. Um, the rumor is that Becky and Lita are actually going to wrestle Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. Um, damage control possibly is not going to be on the card at all because, again, rumors say Triple H wants a smaller mania. He doesn't want a four-hour, 12-match, two-night show. That's going to be two nights, but he wants smaller... Sh- smaller card so people are presuming you know five six matches per night so instead of you know a total of 20 plus matches we're talking maybe a dozen or a baker's dozen Hmm. um i'm sure that's really great for employees that get appearance bonuses from the biggest show of the year. I'm sure they're that's I'm sure they're loving it, but that's that's where the divide comes is the you know damage control who showed up at SummerSlam and has been a major part of storylines for now going on seven or eight months. The idea that they would not be on a match at Mania um is bothering some people. You know, people are like, well what about the Street Profits? What about Chad Gable? What about um you know, is Intercontinental Champion Gunther going to have a match? Um, people are, you know, people are not loving the idea. Now, and granted, people complained when you shoved everybody in an Andre the Giant battle royal that didn't mean anything, too. So, well, my only problem with the Andre the Giant battle royal was that it didn't mean anything. Like correct. the match itself was fine. And if you actually, if it actually had, consequence that would be fine yeah, like it doesn't the person who wins that gets the first title shot post mania yeah that's the Done. idea or even if they or even if they were like the person gets to pick do you want uh do you want the ic do you want to battle for the ic title of the u.s title i'm all for it meaning a mid-card title shot 
But it doesn't even mean that. You got a trophy. And then that was it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see as we are. I don't even know when. It, oh, it's April 1st and 2nd. So we're about a month away. Because tomorrow is March 1st. Uh, let's see. Have we added any matches? We've added. Okay. We've added a match that is sure to get you interested. Brock Lesnar. Versus almost at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that one. Actually. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about my decision not to watch WrestleMania. I. This is I my favorite one you, so far. I gotta tell you. Uh, there was a moment a couple days ago where I almost texted you and it was just like, just cancel Peacock at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, I uh, like, I'm excited. You, well, you seem to be watching the shows though. I mean, I watched the premier live events or at least I, I can't even say I watched the whole thing. I watched the parts of the premier live events that I'm interested in, but I'm not watching NXT. I'm not watching even, uh, you know, the wrestling that I'm watching is not WWE. Um, so are you watching any modern wrestling? No. Okay. I wasn't sure. No. Maybe you were uh, back into New Japan or something. No, I may. I may. Had I may try out some wrestling when it comes out. Um, but yeah, no, I have Impact Plus. I could watch you know, current impact. But uh, as I was telling Glenn and Brandon Banks the other day, uh, they had a pay-per-view where the challenger for the impact heavyweight title was Rich Swan, the guy who was in the cruiserweight classic. And I'm like, if you're telling me that Rich Swan is your champion or a championship caliber, I don't need to watch your show. If that's who your top guy is. But he's very talented. I'm sure that he is, but I'm like, you've got, you know, Pierre Carl Ouellette. You've got, I don't know who else is in the TNA these days. Frankie Kazarian, I think, is in there now. Not like they have a, you know, but I'm like, you could find a better person to wrestle for the title than Rich Swan. But I think there's an AEW show coming up, isn't there? Let me look. I believe so, because I know that we're getting uh, MJF versus. Daniel Bryan or Brian. I would watch that. That's now that is a match I would watch. Now let's see. Here we go. Oh my goodness. March 5th. How come GQ hasn't told you this Saturday or Sunday? Oh my goodness. San Francisco, California. Um, AEW revolution. Let me walk you through that. We've got MJF versus Brian Danielson in a 60 minute Iron Man match for the AEW title. Weird. Uh, we have uh, for the AEW Tag Champions, um, we have uh, the Guns, Billy Guns Kids. Okay. Who are currently the Tag Champions. Weird. Okay. Taking on the Acclaimed and the Scissor Party. I, I don't know if you know or not, but is Billy Gunn still aligned with the acclaimed and not 
the guns? I would assume so, but I don't I don't see that here, so I can't say for sure. Okay. Uh, we have the team of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Go on. Uh, and they have not determined another. They'll have a tag team uh, battle royal tomorrow night on Dynamite, and whoever wins that will be added to the match. Oh, so uh, it's you, like a three-team match for the titles? Four teams. Four. The Guns, the, the guns, Acclaimed. The Acclaimed. Oh, yeah, Lethal Jay Lethal and Jarrett. and Jarrett and this fourth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When they do like these tag team turmoil style matches, um, mm-hmm. they tend to be good matches. Uh, Texas death match. Adam Page. Ver- I'm assuming just a street fight. Okay. Probably with a bull rope and a branding iron. Yeah. It's John Mox. It's John Moxley versus Adam Page. Yeah, I mean that that can't be a bad match. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. <laughs> you are speaking my love language right now, DC. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. I'm probably not super invested in that one. That's the first one that I'm like, mm. Mm. but I'm uh, sure it'll be all right. I mean, for the women's championship, Jamie Hader. I don't know who that is, but she's, she's the good. champion apparently. She's good, yeah. Uh, versus Paige versus Ruby Riot. Oh. Well, I, Ruby's, I, I, Ruby's, I would be Ruby's gonna make that match good. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how much Paige, how much progress she has made since her debut match, because that's the last time I saw her. And there was a lot of ring rust. She was clearly blown up. Difficulty keep keeping up in the ring, cardiovascular. Like, okay, sure. I get it. As, so you I'd like expect, to see, as you would expect. I'd like to see how far she's come. And furthermore, Jamie Hayter and, and, and Ruby Riot can be dependent on in this match to actually give us an entertaining product while Paige gives us her, her presence and star power. And hopefully there's some improvement there as well. I think that is a much smarter way of using yes. Paige than, than that debut yes. match that I saw. So, yeah. Okay. Plus, plus you could have... Uh, Page pin Ruby and win the title, and the champion doesn't have to get pinned. That's true. And but hopefully, I will give. Hopefully, they don't I go that like, far. But we'll see. I would like to. Oh, they're totally going to go that far. I would like to pay AEW a compliment. I don't normally pay them compliments. I would like to pay them a compliment because they have found a way to make me care about an elite match. A what match? The the elite. Kenny and Generation Me are doing are taking on the House of Black. Interesting. All right. That is and that's for the trios title. And of course, the the elite are going to lose that match because Kenny Omega is going to NXT. He's got to learn the WWE system before he gets called up. So he's off to NXT. That's what everyone's talking about online. I sincerely doubt that, but okay. No, the, I guess Kenny had an interview in which he said he was open to going to WWE. He would, he would like to be in WWE at some point before his career is over, which that turned, everyone turned that into, Oh, he's got to go to WWE. Oh, they're just going to send him to NXT for a while. And I'm like, no. If Kenny Omega goes, he'll show up at the Rumble. It'll be the biggest thing since AJ Styles. Like, true. Yep. So, 
but yeah, I'm like, I would watch an elite match, which I normally would not ever say. So, um, where is Orange Cassidy and Danhausen on this card? They are currently not listed. Ah, uh, they're my favorite yeah, parts of AEW. I know that's I know not that's listed. not the, the most flattering thing to some wrestling fans, but my God, I love me some Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. and Dan Housen. Yeah, I would I, imagine. I will imagine they will be on the pre-show. We don't have probably. any pre-show matches yet. I'm guessing they're on the pre-show. This looks good. I you know, uh, I watched a bit of the storyline. Some of the segments on YouTube between MJF and Brian Danielson, Christopher Daniels came out. Um, the idea was that MJF had paid him money to trash talk Brian Danielson, and he refused to do it. Talking about, you know, I saw a clip that was, it was very good. MJF, whether this was a written line or he came up with it on his own, <clears throat> he looks at Daniel Bryan and he says, every time you step in that ring, you're telling your family that wrestling is more important than they are. And I was just like, he's right. And ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that should be a good show. That should be a good show. If AEW had a streaming service, I would be watching that show. Well, you're welcome to come to Manson Manor. Where we uh, spend fun. the night in Cornwall and watch these shows for $20. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's on a Sunday, though. They got to get they got to get yeah. into the WWE yeah. habit. It's starting to do these on Saturdays. But, that would be nice. Hey, I agree. You know what? I'm glad. I don't think Daniel or Brian Danielson's going to win. I think he's going to put MJF over, but uh, should be a good show. So uh, let's get ourselves to our emails. We have four of them podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, this one came in just after we finished recording last week, and it's from our good buddy, The Arsicist. Praise Subject. for me. Thank you both for all the praise. I was confused. I thought only Doc got the praise on this show. I had such a great time listening to last episode and remembering those fun times. To be clear, though, I'm only as good as my partner, so working with greats like you both made it easy. Aww. Oh, my goodness. The knowledge I got from you guys is still helping me out as I just hosted an open practice the other night and started off with one of our old favorites, LCD, and the group absolutely loved it. I loved LCD. Uh, I found it was a great way to show people that it's okay to fail at improv. Agreed. Are there any other games you guys enjoyed playing slash watching in particular? Hmm, I'll think on that. Speaking of remembering, all that hayride talk got me thinking for some reason about the subject of forgetting. Has there been any time in your life when you forgot something or maybe someone important somewhere? You know, like at a sandwich shop of some kind, for instance? DC, Doc, anything you forgot? The hayride, perchance? Or you can just choose to forget about this and just talk about any other fun stories you have from those hayride days. Lastly... Didn't we leave him at a, did we leave him at a subway? Hey, in fairness, I believe Tall Guy <laughs> left him at a subway. I don't think the rest of us had anything to do with it. I'm pretty sure he was he was in Tall Guy's uh, car. They stopped yeah. to get sandwiches. Everybody got back they in the car. They, they drove, drove away. Without him. And the narcissist was still at he that gas station at that subway. Yes, I'm pretty sure that happened. Oh man, I forgot all about that. That's that. But makes I didn't that's forget, so and you no. didn't forget. 
<laughs> so, I don't think so. I feel a little bit better about it. <laughs> uh, lastly, DC, is there in fact the perfect opportunity coming up on Saturday, March 4th, for your improv wishes to align? CT Improv is having a Herald Marathon done 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. to 2 a.m.? You yeah, can't possibly mean that. That's drop in, drop out, whenever you want, all day long. Have you done dozens of Heralds, not myself? I have to say, we should have trusted you and worked on it more. They are a ton of fun. From one of the Baker's dozens worth of listeners, the Arsacist, P.S., I am thankfully not stranded at a subway while writing this, despite your best (laughs) efforts, Doc. I didn't leave you there. You are misremembering. Um, Yeah, it's a 17-hour Herald improv. Uh, I will tell you, I was not the person dropping any time. Heralds will start every 30 minutes, beginning at 9 a.m. From 9 a.m. to 6, we'll be in the studio. What is a Herald? A Herald is long-form improv. So you start with a game um, or a monologue that get a couple of ideas going, and then people come in and out setting a scene. And so you have characters that kind of repeat um, and you basically, so you do like a couple of scenes, you play a game, you do a couple of scenes, you play a game. It's a, the way I would describe it now is the Herald is imagine if improv was a one act play. Are there actual games in Herald's? No, right? It, it's just you're building up a one act structure, essentially. Multiple you're scenes supposed to put, together. They're supposed to put certain types of games in between which help then add, you get more suggestions from the audience and you add extra depth. So you play the game and then the characters, now you can call back. So the idea is you're supposed to, you know, ideally, if you're really good, you figure out a way to tie in something from game one, something from game two, something from the opening monologue, and you sort of weave it all together. Okay. Um, $1 per Herald at the door. Huh. This is in, oh, this is, uh, you know, over by the Science Center. So I don't think I will be attending, but I love that this exists. And if there is a YouTube channel, mm. uh, I would totally, I would totally be checking this out. Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, you know, the CT Comedy Theater and there's people laying on the ground and people standing on chairs. And I'm like, yep. So w- right. were there any other games that you enjoyed playing or watching in particular? Um, you know, I'm combining the our own work with, you know, Whose Line, which I suppose is a bad, like Whose Line is a, an entirely different form of improv. I enjoyed Party Quirks. Um that's tried and true. I location career death LCD location career and death. Uh, I think is fantastic. That might be my favorite um, game of all time. So for the audience, you don't oh, yeah. know, like basically three improvers are chosen to leave the room. The first one sticks around and you get lo- you get a location, a career and a death from the audience. And then you have to mime the location. And when, the, the the next improver comes in one at a time. They come in, they watch the location. If they once they have an idea of where you are, they spin and clap. You move on to the career. They spin and clap. You do the death. They spin and clap. And then they're supposed to yeah. like a game of telephone, um, translate what they thought that was to the next person who again spins and claps as they believe yeah. they understand each successive one. And then 
at the end, you see whether or not you were able to get the idea across or how badly off it went. I loved LCD. Very physical game. Physical <clears throat> games were always something yeah. I enjoyed a lot. I enjoyed, I can't remember if it was one or it happened multiple times, um, The because it's a creative form of death. Yes. The idea that it's not, you know, lupus or something like that. Uh, and it's somebody never had, lupus. And somebody had suggested... Um, you know, impaled on a grapefruit spoon. There you and go. the idea that that had to get communicated. Um, that is, that is probably my favorite one. When I did, uh, you know, I, one summer I was the drama camp counselor at the camp I worked at. We played a lot of improv games and, you know, if you, if you make it, if you change it from death to, you know, just, a way of getting hurt or something like that. Um, that's a fun game for for many, many ages. So. I've always been a big fan of catastrophe compression as well. Yeah, um, that's a good one. A scene where some sort of major catastrophe happens. Usually there's two improvers. You have to do the entire scene in 60 seconds. And then you redo the entire scene. Um, but this time you have to do it in 30 seconds. You do it yeah. again in 15 seconds. 15, five. Eight, and then finally just one second. Yeah. Um, Love that game. Um, I enjoyed playing the alphabet game yep. where you're acting out a scene. Um, I enjoyed questions only. Um, yep. The one complimentary thing I'll say about Tedward is that any game that involved like having to rhyme, he was very good at that. I was always a little jealous of uh, that ability. If I recall, I, it, his questions only skill was essentially impeccable. He was good. He was a good improviser. Yeah. Cross the board. A bag of douche. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you, Arsacist, for that. Another trip down uh, memory lane. Next up, I, I don't think I left you at a subway. Uh, next email comes from Glenn. Just a follow-up. Hi, guys. Just a quick follow-up to last week's show. I would definitely recommend getting Kunk on Britain a watch as well as the Earth series. Is it Kunk or Crunk? It's Kunk, C-U-N-K. Right. Yeah. Kunk on Britain. As far as the WCW versus WWF question from last week's email, I actually don't think not releasing the likes of Austin would have made much of a difference to the final outcome of Vince buying out WCW. But it would have probably come sooner because the likes of The Rock would have carried WWE, but WCW would have eventually floundered earlier without the NWO and the pulling power of the Hogan heel turn. Thanks. Sorry, it's short, but it's been a bit rushed. Glenn. Good to hear from you, Glenn. I think a, a more interesting thing, Ric Flair has always said that if he had known what WCW was going to get sold for, which I think it sold for like $4 million, which is ridiculous when you consider that the WWE is possibly going to get sold for like $9 billion. Um, that Ric Flair would have bought it. Hmm. He would have he would have gotten people together and he would have bought it and kept it going. That to me is a more interesting thing because, you know, Ric Flair is the type to be like, we'll go back to high schools and we'll go back to, you know, traveling and basically being 80s territory. I don't think he would have cared. He was happy and making money when that was happening. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Ric Flair, one right of the all time great character personalities, what have you. But I, I, I don't know that he, he would have had a great mind 
for the business side of things. Um, that I don't know about. I feel like that's no. more of an unknown. No, I don't think so. I think, and again, you know, it's similar to like when Jeff Jarrett was in charge, like Ric Flair would be a 42 time world champion at this point because, you know, the only person he can trust being the head of the company is himself. So he's going to always have the title. So, uh, Mrs. Manson chimes in 20 days. Hello, boys. This is just a friendly reminder that in just 20 days, we celebrate the vernal equinox. Did we get blasted with snow today? Yes. And maybe more Friday? Yes. But that's okay. Every day is one step closer to spring. I'm ready for daffodils and longer, sunnier days. I'm seeing Easter candy in stores and matzah for Passover seders and terrible jarred gefilte fish. While I'm slightly annoyed, since it's still very much winter, I welcome another sign that spring is on its way. Pro tip, stay far away from the Manischewitz jarred gefilte fish unless you want to know what spongy fish-flavored jello tastes like. Yuck. On to sweeter topics. What's your favorite Easter candy? Reese's chocolate peanut butter eggs? Peeps? Mini eggs? Jelly beans? Sweet tarts, chicks, and bunnies. Love and hugs, Mrs. Manson. I have, there's a bag of Cadbury mini eggs that my wife, no, it's over there. It's over by the air fryer. Bought it yesterday since I knew we were having a snow day. Mini eggs are probably my favorite. Um, Also, I do like sweet tart, chicks, and bunnies. And a few years back now, I was pleasantly surprised by the Starburst jelly beans. And I thought they were oh, those are good. very delicious. I feel those like they have more recently changed the recipe and they are not as good as they used to be. Um, okay. But they're still okay. Yeah. Um, see, Easter candy is tricky because it has to be Easter candy. We are also fans of the Russell Stover's caramel marshmallow Easter eggs, but those are just the same thing as the caramel marshmallow hearts or the caramel marshmallow pumpkins. They just change the shape. How about a, a Cadbury the, cream egg? Are you into those? Oh my God. The Cadbury cream egg. That's a yes. All right. I, I, I also ch- enjoy cream. Egg. I remember the chocolate ones. When I worked at the campus bookstore, I would regularly eat like three or four Cadbury eggs a shift. <laughs> For a while there, they were doing caramel eggs. It yeah, I remember the, those too. Those were just delicious. A giant yeah, amount yeah. of caramel. Loved it. Um, Loved yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not a peep person. No, hate peeps. Peeps are the worst. Um, yeah, it's the it's the uh, mini eggs, think, Cadbury cream eggs. The thing I don't understand about peeps is like I I like marshmallows. Like I'll put marshmallows on my hot cocoa. I'll make a s'more. Sure. I'll just eat a marshmallow. Marshmallows are tasty and delicious, and they're they're yep. very sweet. No, at no point in my life did I think, you know what would make this marshmallow better? Rolling it in granulated sugar. That yeah. that's just it's just too sweet. No. That's not. And they're just not good. That too. <clears throat> it's like it, it's like candy corn. Sometimes you want like I, I want a peep just to be like, yep, that's the flavor. Nope. And, and then I I do. I mean, I understand the sentiment, but I, I mean and I do like candy corn, so like I guess I yeah I understand the sentiment, but I I never want to peep. I, I that has never once 
been something where I was like, yeah, I want one. I just want to try it. I just want to get the foot. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I hate peeps. It's one of those things and Lewis Black has a bit about this with candy corn. You see a peep and you're like, oh yeah, peeps. And you put one in your mouth and you're like, I regret this decision. So our final email comes from Nate. He was so concerned about getting it in. He actually sent it twice, but once is enough for us. Email time. It's not quite the same email. There's an addition in the second one. So I'll read that. Oh, one. Good afternoon, okay. gentlemen. My old new job is going great so far. Loving my new hours, 2.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. And three-day yeah. weekends. I think I say it a lot, then get discouraged, but things truly are looking up. And March is the month we're going to be doing inventory up the asshole and over time like crazy. I'm pretty excited for WrestleMania as well. There's going to be a lot of good matches. He did not say asshole. He said ass. You added the, you added the whole part. Whatever. It had good emphasis. One wrestling question. Have you been enjoying Chris Jericho's run since AEW started? I think he should have called it quits after 2017. One non-wrestling question. What do you enjoy most about your job? I hope you both have a great night and rest of your week. Your bestie, Nate, sent for my iPhone. There's an exclamation mark there. He did put an exclamation mark. Um, I don't watch AEW. So, uh, Doc, have you been enjoying Chris Jericho's run since AEW started? I think he's done some good stuff in AEW. And I do think he was an important part of the early days of that company and getting eyes on the product. But as I sort of alluded to earlier, his was the one match on the card where I was like, yeah, I don't really need to see that. I, I think I'm, I'm largely feeling Nate's here. If, if Jericho were to sort of fade away, that would be okay. Um, he's, he's not the guy in charge, but I get the impression from Chris Jericho that if it were up to him, he would be the champion all the time because I can't trust anyone except for myself. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he has a role to play, but the role that he's playing is not that role that I would choose. I, I'm interested in this Jericho versus Ricky Starks. The Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside because I'm assuming Ricky Starks is going to win. If Jericho wants to enter the phase where he's putting over younger talent, I'm all for it. That's how his entire run in AEW should have gone. Um, uh, you know, yes, I understand you needed a big, big star in order to get that company off the ground. I think you need a big star. I think you needed him to have the title for a while to give it some prestige. I think you get put that on somebody's else. And then Jericho being a big name is a second big draw beyond your title, which is very helpful for, in a, for any company, especially in your early days. Um, and, you know, I think backstage, I think he actually is something of a locker room leader. I think people do look up to him. And I think everything I've heard about him, especially the way that he handled stuff that night that things went to shit with CM Punk and all of that. I think True. I respect that role that Jericho is playing backstage. I think he's doing right by the company and ultimately being a helpful player uh, yeah. as part of that team. And I think <laughs> all of that is Good stuff. I give him a lot of credit for going from the guy who looked like Mickey Rooney in The Wrestler to now he's got the six-pack back. He looks much, much better. I give him credit for that. Um, if he's trying to be like the taker role, 
you know, I'm the locker room leader. I'm going to be, you know, doing that. I'm all for it. But this is what, you know, and granted, he was champion first in 2019 and held it for, you know, six months. That that makes sense. So I don't have a problem having not seen it. I don't have a problem with it. The Jericho Appreciation Society, the the fact that they took what was their name in in NXT ever rise a team of guys who were just like, what, what's the point of this? And, you know, helped them get over and you've, you know, Jake Hager's still a thing now. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I, I'm not a Jericho holic. I don't know. I have uh, a problem with some of that. I I will say only because it's a lot of TV time and it seems a lot of self defacing. Is that the right term? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, here's the, I think I would be happier with Chris Jericho if he were embracing the taker role a little bit more. He doesn't need to be on television every week. You trot him out once, twice a year, and he is an attraction unto himself. He is another reason to buy all out or, or whatever, what have you. Uh, I, I, I think, I think he's being overexposed. And I just don't know that with where he is in his career and physically, if that's needed. And I just don't know if that's the best use at this particular stage. I haven't seen him recently. I'm glad to hear he's in better shape. But that's certainly what I'm remembering him is is that sort of poorer shape from, I don't know if that was a year ago or or so. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I do feel like that there could be more mystique to the man of a thousand and one holds uh, if he would just, you know, Maybe just just back off a little and, and get tried it out like you're a big deal because you are a big deal. Yeah. Jericho is a big deal, and or, I wish they treated him in, that way. Or lean into it. Everyone thinks that you have Tony Khan's ear, and you're you know, like lean into it. Become the authority figure, so Tony Khan doesn't have to come out and cut ridiculously coked out promos. You could still be there every week, but you're not wrestling. And right. you could put the focus on other people. That could but work as well. Again, that's just me. Uh, thank you to Nate and Glenn and the Arsacist and Mrs. Manson for your emails. Are, 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 you, are you not going to answer his, his other question? What was the other question? What do you enjoy most about your job? Your job. It's bad to say this. The schedule's pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I didn't have to work today. I didn't even think I had to work today. Um, I'm home unless there's, you know, a meeting or something. Oh, man, I have a meeting tomorrow. Um, I'm home a little after four o'clock most days. I don't work summers. I never have to work weekends. Um, I don't work most holidays. Like that part's nice. I enjoy. Um helping children become better versions of themselves. I do enjoy that part. Um, but the schedule is pretty sweet. Uh, it probably makes me sound like a horrible teacher, but pretty sweet. What do you enjoy most about your job besides answering email? <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's the teaching feeling like you're making a difference. Watching a, a student struggling with a concept and when they finally get it and they have their little, you know, it's cliched, but their little eureka moment or what have you, that's that's incredibly satisfying, actually. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, that helps 
make a difference. You're helping them be the best version of themselves, as a wise man once once said. I'll quote that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think that's that's largely it. Um, these days, yes, I'm also digging the schedule. What can I say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Overall, I I think it's a very rewarding thing teaching, and I think it's a dare I say a noble profession um, across all different levels. So yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot to like there. Certainly feeling like you're having a, an effect on society at large in some way or another. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, ruining people's, people's lives because they won't graduate and they won't get to go to grad school and they, they won't, they won't get to take the damn cats because they flunked. Nah, that's the worst, but yeah. anymore. it's the worst. I don't like ruining people's lives. That's the worst, but you know. Wow. It's a different thing. What's your piece of positivity? Let's do a perfectly perfectly timed segue. What's your piece of positivity? Hmm. My piece of positivity this week? I don't know. Um... You know, it might be though that 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 series of emails from the arsicist from last week and and this week and all that. Those trips down memory lane are are lovely. I do and do I enjoy hearing from the arsicist and obviously haven't seen him much recently. Hey, there's an AEW show coming up. I don't know if you're around on the fifth, but you're welcome to come. Uh, give me a text, or maybe I'll text everybody after this before I forget. We'll see if maybe. Uh, Rachel and Baby Mox are up for some wrestling action and see what uh, good old GQ has got going on. Has Baby, has baby Mox been born yet? I don't think so, which is why I, which is why they might accompany her <laughs> if she chose uh, to come. I was say. <laughs> but I'm actually I'm not sure how far along she is at this point either. So maybe it's not the easiest thing to get out and about. I, I don't know, but but yeah. Couldn't hurt to send the invite. I think that sounds like a good show, and it'd be nice to get everybody together. DC, I am a social creature. You are indeed. But, you know, I think all that stuff is good. How about yourself, DC? What is your piece of positivity for this week for episode 354 of the DDT Wrestling Podcast? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, My piece of positivity this week is a little... um, app I just put on my Fire TV uh, called Honor Club. Never heard of it. Um, well, it's a it's an app. You put it on the Fire TV and it has uh, a whole bunch of Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-views. It's got Ring of Honor television. Recent television uh, and, or old stuff? Um, well, so they... They will eventually be airing. This will be the only place you can watch new current Ring of Honor television, uh, which kind of doesn't make it television. But um, I've been watching. I've watched the first two uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-views ever, which is hilarious because I also own them on DVD, so I didn't need to get Honor Club to watch those two. Um, But, you know, we're, we're talking... Christopher Daniels versus Brian Danielson versus Low Key. Uh, we're talking a very, 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 very young Jay Briscoe. Uh, Eddie Guerrero is in the first show. Um, Wait a minute. So, are, you know, do, do they have 
recent television? Are they are they putting out a weekly show still? Or they? I believe they've already had the taping. Okay. For so I don't know when it comes out, but I think actually just this past week they did some tapings, um, and so they will eventually be doing Ring of Honor television. Um, it'll begin airing, according to Sports Illustrated. It'll be getting airing Thursday. Thursday and it, will be and it's going to air on Honor Club. Yes. Oh, interesting. What, what does Honor Club cost? Uh, it costs, um, I believe it's $9.99 a month. I think it's that sort of WWE network huh. uh, pricing. Interesting. Uh, this was so. not something that was on my radar. It should be because we talked about it and I said, can we get Honor Club? And you said, no. I did? You did. But that's okay. No. Because I had, because <laughs> I had, uh, you know, $20 Visa gift card. So the first two months are on uh, one of my students who got me that for the holidays. And I, now that's never the favorite imagined. part of your job the gifts. That is pretty nice. I, I got to say, the gifts have been lacking, but <laughs> since the pandemic, <laughs> that's been, it's true. It's a fact. I used to get tons of stuff. Now I don't get shit. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so the first couple months are on are on uh, one of my lovely students. Um, but yeah, so we are. Uh, I, I'm enjoying that. Uh, it's nice just to watch stuff. I'm not live tweeting it. Uh, I've sent maybe two or three. Um, you know, I'm not taking notes on the matches. I'm just. How it's 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 on. You're watching Spanky and let's see who else was on that. Little Guido and uh, C.W. Anderson from ECW showed up at one point, and the Amazing Red. The next one, which is one I haven't seen, will have some young kid named AJ Styles. He'll be on this one. So never heard of him. Yeah. So it's a good time. It's a good good time. So I I recommend Honor Club. Um. If you get the chance, because, you know, the, the user interface is pretty good. Um, I haven't seen a continue watching button yet, which is always a problem. I don't think Impact Plus has one of those either. Um, but yeah, it's a good time. So on a club and I will. I will check out the first Ring of Honor TV because I think Cesaro is still their champion. Cool. So, uh, Well, friends, thank you for joining us on episode 354 of the DDT experience. Doc Manson, anything else you would like to say before we head out into that good night? Well, if you'd like to have oh, wait, your... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Did you... You did give a piece of positivity. Yeah. It's the emails from... It was the emails from the lockdown memory. Yeah, and perhaps uh, setting up a social event for this weekend. We'll see. Are you going to go... Are you going to go uh, into our capital city? Are you going to go to this Herald and dive in? Pay a dollar for half an hour? Seems unlikely. All right. Uh, Eric, I hope to hear back from you because I want to know how that went. Um, I would also like to know when who, is the Herald? Is that that same day? Saturday, Saturday. Oh, the day before. Okay. Yeah. All right. I would like to. I would like to know if anyone from our uh, group is still is still improving. I know there was a you know some people that had either started a group or joined a group. Really? Um, I may. Or, I may. I thought so. I may or may not have dated one of them. So that was a little awkward. Um, hmm. I didn't know any of those uh, people went on to do anything. I thought they had done something. Yeah. Well, I, I I did not really pay attention. So that's fair. Yeah. 
That's fair. That's fair. Uh, also, feel free to let us know, you know, if you lost five years of your memory and somebody died, would you be sad? Or is it just us? Are we, are we just terrible people? I don't know. And what would you do with nudes of a loved one? I'm sorry. An acquaintance? More than an acquaintance. A f- yeah. A, a, you know, a friend. If we stumbled upon nude pictures of Glenn, what would we do? I would definitely set him up a dating profile with those. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say before we head out to that? Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, you can do so. Send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You know where to listen to us. You're already listening to us. You're listening to us right now. Uh, but if you like what you've heard, I don't know how you could. But if you did, head over to patreon.com forward slash wrestling. Give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on. It keeps us watching Peacock. And I don't know, maybe Honor Club instead in the future? We'll see. I don't know. It's appreciated. Four, four college students injured in sledding collisions. And we wonder why they keep complaining about getting their grades. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a hell of a week. We'll uh, Until we meet again, my <laughs> friends. Forgot what I was doing for a second. Uh, won't you be our bestie? Yeah.